0: no
1: chance what's up everybody episode 86 of the no chance radio show as always your hosts ryan and Nate. I got my really, really good friends with me today, and I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in a really, really long time. So instead of getting into our typical gist of saying thank yous and uh we love you's to all of our fans, I just want to see how you guys are doing. I feel like it's been a long time since we've all talked. I mean, a group chat is like always buzzing, but can you guys tell me like how you guys have been doing? <laughs> I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in a
2: minute. I mean it's been like four days. Yeah, it's a long time. It's a
1: long time. A lot happens in four days. But tell the people what you've been up to, what you got going on,
2: um what you're excited for. Um is this where is this where I plug the event tomorrow? You can plug no? you can plug events, you can plug whatever you want. Um I've just been chilling, man. It's been it's been four days since I think I last saw you. I think I saw you on Saturday. You did see me yeah. on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. I uh, recently put in my resignation letter for my job, so that's very cool. Shout excited out to for that new journeys. Yeah, so that's really cool. Um, actually, super excited for that. Um, and yeah, not not a whole lot. I say that like super casual. Like Wait, I'm going to be uh, Hold on, quick question <laughs> no, though about time.
1: that. Yeah. Is there something lined up after quitting? No, or are you going solo? I'm going solo. Wow. For like a for like a month. The um, one man band.
2: Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Um. I'm probably going to be unemployed for like a month and then just, you know, work on stuff here and there and just, you know, live my life. I like think, that. You know. Soul searching. Soul searching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that um, a lot. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. So what about you guys? What's what up, man? What what's up with on? you?
0: Nice. Um, I've been soul searching for the past couple of months. So just trying to figure out what I want, but definitely trying to work more on my website. I have writer's block, so if you guys have any ideas of what topics I should write about, let me know. Damn,
1: at least plug the website. What, what, what's Let up people mel. know com. that you got a website. What Spell, do you it yeah. Spell it out for them. Spell it out for
0: Follow me on Instagram at what's up mel. Do you, you sell know, stuff? Keep up to date. I don't sell stuff. We're not selling stuff yet, but you know, keep, keep in tune for the future, I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, looking forward to all the events we have going on. We've been working a lot, so... I'm excited. I'm excited. you know, you know for the what summer. we haven't done?
1: Actually, sorry to interrupt you. Can you tell oh, no. people a little bit about how you got um, like into like what you do now within do No Chance? Like, I know that you have a little backstory of how you medicine stuff, but like, how do you like? What What is your part within this world of No Chance Radio? And how'd you get on an episode? <laughs> <laughs> and how? <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> well, I guess it started. It all started at Nike. We all used to work there. You know. I was basically you put me under your wing for social media so I guess just we always talked about what was new so it was always cool to have those conversations and you wanted me on an episode one day and it kind of just happened you know it's always been in the works and now like I have more free time we all have more free time it works out with the three of us you guys are both like my big brothers so it's like a really good family dynamic We're I would like, the like same to age, say though. <laughs> well, whatever You guys can okay. be
1: the same age That's fine There's nothing wrong with that Yeah,
0: but You know, you guys always Pick on me like I'm The little sister, so uh, It's cool though But yeah. I guess like,
2: very,
1: I, I wouldn't say so We pick on you To greatness That's what that's what, what, <laughs> what does that even I mean? We make you great By picking on you
0: debatable, <laughs> but okay. Yeah. And I guess my unofficial official title is like a content manager. So yes. anytime you see like any type of like copy or text on like an ad or an email, that's usually me helping Ryan come up with that. So you guys are welcome.
1: Yes. That's, that is, uh, organizing the chaos in both me and Nate's minds. So, uh, I feel like we've always needed somebody to do that because yeah, I'm not, the sure. gre- I'm not the greatest writer no. <laughs> and shit. I mean, even when it came to like I'm going to just plug uh, On Air, which is this Friday, by <laughs> the way. And when it came to, like, doing, like, the social posts for that, I was like, man, like, I was putting it off for maybe, like, two days because I couldn't come up with a good enough caption. <laughs> That's two days missed out it on happens. self-promotion, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the I, I guess I'd say, like, the past couple of days I've been traveling. I was just in Atlanta. I just got back today for the day of recording. That's how dedicated I am to doing this. I'm so tired, but... <laughs> The ball's got to keep rolling. Um, but yeah, I was out in Atlanta for a little bit just for some business <laughs> stuff. Um, not no chance business stuff. But can I tell you something about traveling real quick that's really gotten on my nerves? I cannot enjoy a single trip now if things here like with like the podcast and like business stuff that we're all working on isn't like where I want it to be. Like it's so hard to enjoy like a relaxation vacation if it's like, oh damn, like that episode has to be done tomorrow or there's a, an event this Friday, I need to be home or just like anything business related re- in regards to the podcast or what we're all doing. it's like, it's mentally straining in terms of like enjoying an actual like time off. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of good because um, I'd say like last, last Saturday, me and um, Larry, DJ Liness, you see him on all the bills and stuff. We we're at an event and we're watching this event. Somebody, a, a, an event that we, have always like we always talk to each other about stuff like that and we're just like standing in the crowd and we're just like are you having fun? And he's like no I'm like are you having fun? I'm like no like this is boring and, and, and I'm like yo like why aren't you having fun? And he's like Because I want to be up there. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to appreciate events nowadays. Of course, like, we go out to support our own friends that also DJ and, you know, throw great events. But to appreciate them in the way that we used to as, like, general consumers, general, like, concert goers or event goers, it's so goddamn difficult. Because we know we're so so close, like, an inch away to having that opportunity and doing, like, the same thing. So it's a weird dynamic nowadays when it comes to, like knowing that we have something on our shoulders so it's like, really, really important. And, like, to, just like, sit back and just, like, enjoy it, it's, like, really, really hard. So even, like, just sitting on the couch and, like, scrolling through Instagram, you almost feel kind of shitty because you're not doing something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. lately I've been feeling like that a lot. I'm just like, damn, I just took off three days of, like, essentially eating a shit ton of chicken and getting drunk. <laughs> I'm just, I feel like the most useless sack of shit ever. And that's how I've been feeling the past couple days. So it's really... Nice to be back and talking with you guys about um, streetwear shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, back. But before we get into that, we always got to drop um, basically some plugs on some events we got going on. Uh, this Friday, like I mentioned previously, on-air are, I like how you framed it in the ad, a live radio show, because essentially that's what it is. We try to do our take of a boiler room set we have a lot of DJs that are you know a lot of prominent DJs based out of the Bay Area and um, you know that haven't gotten that chance to really showcase their their work of art and what we try to do with on air is give them a platform to do that and in a very particular way uh, I know that a couple of you have watched our little live stream I mean it said 90 fucking people so i'm assuming some of you guys are listening and watched it um so shout out to you guys um uh, but yes that is this friday may 10th uh really excited about that one and then next week following the 17th this is really just for the people based out of the bay area but we have a little happy hour going on um at one eleven 11 i think i that, that's right right um in partnership with that one company that you do like food reviews for, yep, yeah, that one. Uh, we have a <laughs> no little big deal, col- We know. have a, a, a little collaboration with them at at, at uh, eleven one eleven mini gallery. That's one that's really excited. We got uh, Liness and Kirst, uh DJing for that one. So man, I'm more excited about that one than anything else. Yeah. Just because going to that venue for however many years and finally being able to be like, yeah, we did it. It's a nice little uh, notch in the belt. So. Uh, Look forward to those events. Follow us on on our Instagram and you'll be sure to know when they're sort of taking place. All right. So let's get into some shoot the shit topics and sort of what we always do in the beginning of every episode. Uh, A lot of very random shit has been taking place in the world of streetwear, but the first thing I want to cover is this fucking Dickies jacket that Kanye West is wearing at the Met Gala. Now, I have my own context that I feel like is really, really good and really purposeful for why he decided to wear that. But what are your first impressions on sort of seeing him in that jacket? I guess the whole rage about it is that particularly Kanye West is obviously as a fashion icon. You wouldn't expect to see him in such... I will not even call it boring attire because, I mean, we fuck with Dickies. But essentially what it is is... Very muted down, toned down Kanye West, which is something that we've rarely see often. Yeah. So, what are your sort of first impressions on sort of seeing that and the the? I don't even say outrage, but the uh, the commentary behind it.
2: Uh, I think it was like such a big contrast to what he was wearing. La- I think it was last year where was he it had, like a mask. No, he had the uh, he had the blue like contacts with uh, like the yeah, white yeah. jacket with like the pearls on it and shit, and then like the you know, light colored jeans and Chelsea boots, whatever, you know, like the typical Kanye look. Um, but I think, I don't know. I, I, I liked it actually. It's very like something you would wear. Yeah. That's exactly why I knew we were going with this. (laughs) No, I mean, not only that, but, um, I don't know. Just like the Met Gala doesn't really, it doesn't really speak to me because like, I get it. There's like a whole theme every year that you're supposed to follow. And, you know, there's all this like avant-garde like fashion shit mm-hmm. going on, but I don't know. That's not my particular cup of tea. So I don't really pay attention too much to it. Um, so I think it was, it was almost like a breath of fresh air and, and being like, fuck it. I'm going to wear a Dickie's jacket. I like that. And like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like I'd agree with you. I'd like that. And I think Kanye West is whether you like him or not, he's the perfect person to do something like that. Right? He's always like doing something out of the box. Um, you know, I don't think that it's very far left for him to do something and like that. And Frank
1: Ocean, that. I mean, by the way, a little asterisk on this this topic is Frank Ocean also showed up in like some fucking um like car service guy. <laughs> like <laughs> like a valet yeah, uniform. Yeah, like a valet yeah, yeah. uniform with this little black pro- it had to be Prada, of yeah, course. Prada. But like, um spikes. he still took that sort of approach of like, man, like I'm the person. Like it's not my my attire that's gonna you know get me headlines it's me and obviously like throughout all the photos of him um being covered it's it's him with his little like little target point little <laughs> yeah. and shoot camera yeah. um taking pictures of paparazzi so I thought that was really cool but uh Melanie what are your f- sort of first impressions about you know sort of seeing him wear the jacket and um are you in any way outraged by it <laughs>
0: I'm definitely not outraged I think it was pretty smart you know it's It was definitely not what I thought he would wear. He usually, like, reps Yeezy, so it was surprising not to see him in Yeezy. Also, like, workwear is super popular now, so I'm not really surprised it was a Dickies jacket. Um, I think it was smart marketing just because everyone's talking about it because Mm. of how simple it was. So no matter, like, what magazine or like blog it's all about like this is kanye's jacket this is where you can buy it and like everyone else who was kind of like over the top they kind of get overlooked because of how simple kanye was so it was pretty smart like he's still in the headlines for kind of not doing anything at all yeah
1: three people in total sort of took like the top spots it was obviously kanye west and his workwear jacket there was jared leto holding a head of him his own self. I feel like we've seen that before. Yeah, that was... done um, that before. That was,
2: he was in, like, a Gucci uh, runway show and he did the same thing. He did the same yeah, thing?
1: Yeah. All right, well, that's played out. I don't know why he decided <laughs> to do that again. Like, same trick. You know what I mean? Um, and then the third one was one of the, those One Direction dudes. He had worn, like, a oh, very... Harry Styles. Harry Styles had worn, like, a very... He wore, like, a Gucci... or uh, Yeah, it was, like, like a Gucci, Gucci lace blouse, blouse or, something or something like, like that. Like that yeah. And I feel like there was a little bit of talk about that, too, as it being... Obviously, it's very, like, gender... Okay. Crossing the gender-neutral line, or whatever, for fashion are we not going to
2: talk about katie perry's burger outfit
1: though oh my gosh see that? shout out to her um, well i mean of course there were some people who had shitty ass outfits like there was somebody who said that somebody was wearing like a like an egg omelet <laughs> or something like that someone was dressed as like an egg omelet <laughs> i don't know the name off the top of my head but that is a thing um but yeah i mean like just in terms of what people have been talking about i mean there's there's more than a handful but i think um, me scrolling through Instagram, I think that's what I saw. Like the most, most, um, <laughs> larger publications cover. Wait, you, know
2: like, what, you, know you know what? You know what I think it one is. More time? She, wait, what? What was he wearing? Who? What was Katy Perry wearing? She's wearing like a burger She, literally <laughs> she was literally dressed up. Le- at, it was yeah. literally a burger.
0: Legit, a slider. Yeah. She dressed up as a hamburger? Like, that's yeah. crazy. That's <laughs> else was like, that's somewhat like other food too, to match her. I don't know what it was, but people were saying that Kendall and Kylie were like Taro and Thai tea Boba, which was pretty funny. <laughs> God, only it the bear. Like, like, yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You
1: gotta change your location settings on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oops. <laughs>
1: um, but I mean, yeah, I mean... Uh, oh, this was the context piece I wanted to add to the whole Kanye West thing. I think when I was on circulating through Twitter or whatever... Um, there was a slight video of, I don't know why I was watching a video on Kim Kardashian, but she had mentioned in her sort of getting ready for the Met Gala. That was like her Ray J sex tape? (laughs) No, 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 no. That's not what I was watching that day. Um, (laughs) But basically how she she explained it was, you know, Kanye West was always the sort of front runner for a lot of Met Galas, right? He's usually the most covered person at some of these things, uh, uh, alongside other A-list celebrities. But the way she described it was, you know, this was the one time that, she was the actual main focus, or their family was known to be like the main focus for, for the Met Gala. And obviously we've seen like the rise of the Kardashian family, even more so within the past fucking four to five years. Her almost now being larger than Kanye West in a sense. Prior to that, maybe she was more of like a guest, which is kind of how she described the past couple Met Gala's as a plus one. So in this case, sort of being like this is your invitation. And, and now you have a plus one and she gives Kanye West that spot. It's almost like a switching of the dynamics and being like, okay, Kanye West is going to wear like all these fucking amazing outfits and this expensive ass shit and sort of be the, the front runner for this show. And now the tables have turned and he wears the Dickies jacket, plays back, you know, puts his prized possession in the front and sort of switches that whole um, dynamic of, okay, now you're the, the star and I'm just the plus one. And I thought that was really commendable in a really cool context to why he was wearing the Dickies jacket. Obviously, why he chose the Dickies jacket is kind of baffles me still because he could have worn <laughs> any jacket, you know. Um, but the fact that he, he chose Dickies was a very um,
2: MAGA type thing to do. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. He's been on his very like workwear shit recently. He's been on it a lot lately. Yeah, he's like definitely he's, been on it lately. Yeah. Also, I don't know. I don't know if this plays a part into it or plays a part of it, but um, I feel like celebrities just don't like going to these things anymore. Like they don't like going to award shows. They don't like going to like these highly publicized events. it's like your fifth or like, sixth
1: year doing this, it's probably so tiresome. Yeah, I can only imagine. It's just like that whole thing of just okay. Got to walk this thing. Got to wear this super uncomfortable outfit. I'm going to go to this dinner, right? And the food's not even that good. And it's probably just a whole bunch of, like, bullshit at some point. Especially when you go a lot, you know? And I'm assuming with a lot of eight list celebrities that have been around for a really long time, 10th, 11th time of being at these things, I'm sure they're just giving their invitations away at this point. You know what I mean? Um, Okay. Cool. Uh, Let's get into this next topic. Instagram reveals the at-shop Instagram profile it's essentially a human curated feed that is designed to steer users purchasing decisions so basically you have a person operating this Instagram page and either partnering with other brands or companies to essentially provide a one-stop-shop page for people who can't make their own purchasing decisions Um, and with Instagram's newest feature to basically buy from an Instagram post it's the newest way of shopping on on a platform that we're on I'd say 70% 70% of the day, yeah. you know, uh, how do we feel about this platform or the sort of utilization of an Instagram profile to curate essentially an, uh, an online e-commerce store? Um, and how does that sort of, how can that manifest its way into that of like the world of streetwear high fashion? Do you think it will work? Um, and how do you feel about it?
0: I think it's interesting. It's the start of something that could be great, yeah. but could also kind of be a mess you know, it is human curated. I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know if they have like multiple people on that account. Like, how do you know that this is what I want? So it, it might be tailored to like someone who's not even me, like a middle-aged white woman in Wisconsin, you know, like what about like people in New York or like people in like SF, you know, it's, I don't know how it would pan out, but I do enjoy the, the shop interface on Instagram it's very helpful for me just because I'm always on the app and like when I follow certain brands and they like show like where you can buy their new collection you can just click a button and you can just check out right there so it's really easy I get lazy when it comes to shopping so if I can shop and like post at the same time why not yeah but in terms of like customization or like making it tailored for me or like for us that I don't Probably know if be a little bit harder
1: work? on on on, a, on a, like a one stop shop page yeah. to really have options or choices yeah. or to even no dimensions. You know yes. what I mean. All it's really showing you is somewhat of an attractive person in an attractive setting wearing that really attractive piece that you want. And if mm-hmm. and if you're the type to impulsively buy just off of that, then cool that this is a place for you. But for a lot of us nowadays, and and I think mm-hmm. I was talking to you Nate about this, like from like some some of the very first initial episodes is like. We're on Instagram pages like La Flame Fits or Our Favorite Rappers Outfits. And you click on it and they have this whole breakdown of which brand is which and which season and where to purchase those items sometimes. And that's kind of how we mentally shop now. It's knowing what our favorite artists are wearing or who's wearing what and where to buy it. And if there's not a direct like click to, to buy that thing, then it's almost like a waste nowadays because that's how we sort of absorb Um, clothing i mean i don't know to be honest i think instagram is probably the number one purveyor of where i see new clothes or new collections and new releases like what do you think
2: i would agree um i think for the most part like i gather most of my information about new releases new collections whatever um through instagram um i rarely utilize like publications in my actual web browser because it's Mm -hmm. like Instagram's a way of just filtering, almost a way of filtering out all the shit I don't want to see Yeah, because they're so fucking good at algorithms. Like it's crazy. Like you can click on one thing and then like a million other similar posts will be like on your explore page. The explore page is huge. It's crazy. Um, So I think in terms of curation, I don't think, I think they have the know-how to do something like that on an individual basis because they already do that if you think about it. Yeah. Just without the e-commerce aspect. Yeah. Um. So I think it's possible. I myself am not like a huge, like a, like avid shopper via Instagram. I don't know. I. It's almost like the you know when you press the button and then it shows like the price that yeah. almost like deters me because I'm like fuck. All right, never mind. Keep if scrolling. they can at least guide you to the website yeah.
1: and then you see the price, then it's already like you're almost like halfway there. Yeah. But yeah.
2: the thing is for me is that. I can buy something almost as quickly as I can ignore it and scroll mm. to the next thing too. That's true. So that's the way I kind of look at it. It's like, mm, like, yeah. If I keep exploring, like, oh, I can maybe find an alternative or I can find something similar. You know, I'm not just because it's right in front of me, I'm not super enticed to buy it.
1: And we've seen this with sort of uh, the conversation that we had last episode about what Heist and Body is doing and sort of creating a one stop shop curated um, experience in terms of purchasing. Um, more so, and now we're starting to see that break out into a lot of other, I mean, Instagram is is another prime example. Do you think streetwear can sort of live in this space? And like you said, Mel, that whole customization and wanting to know like the context, as important as that is to us, do you think that makes a difference in how something like this would function in our world of fashion and streetwear?
0: Yeah, I think it makes a difference just because like Instagram, it isn't, a fashion or streetwear based app. It's about sharing experiences for all of us. But you know, like I guess this day and age, like how people use technology and social media, we kind of make it into what we want. And eventually, like who knows? I mean, think about it. If there's like a new brand that we look up, it's always like, oh like what's their IG? You know, like do they have a website? We always look at how many followers they have. Are people engaging with them? So Maybe it might work for the future. I think now it's just too soon to say anything yeah. or to even see it. But who knows? Like maybe High Snob might even make their own page and have like a shop now yeah. on Instagram. It is
1: very premature in the way that you, you sort of talk about it because I guess Instagram nowadays is like our modern business card, you know, like yeah. it's, it's our resume, it's our cover letter, it's everything all in one. Without even, really have to say it, without even really having to say anything or provide the context of who we are, it's just, you know, this is what I did yesterday, the day before, and it's like, okay, I know who this person is now. Um, but in, in regards to sort of how high stability is using this, how Instagram is using this, I'm sure there's an entire team that has taken all these analytics of what people are liking and what people are sort of attracting themselves to, who have the highest uh, follower counts, and sort of aggregating this into, okay these are the top 20-something brands that people seem to like. If we make an entire shopping experience based around these 20 brands and offer the newest arrivals or the one-off colorways of any of these brands' items, then that essentially could potentially work. And I feel like streetwear could sort of take on that that same sort of business model. Um, but like you said, like, I like reading or at least looking at things like lookbooks, and looking at things like, you know, uh, knowing NYC does a great job in like providing like an actual, maybe it's not as in terms of, of a, um, like a context in regards to like, you know, where this idea came from, but they do a good job in storytelling about mm-hmm. each an individual piece. And even like with releases or, um, uh, like pop-ups, like they'll, Somehow direct you to like actually coming to the store to experience the pieces uh, on your you know on your own. So that's sort of my two cents about it. But I don't know. What do you feel, Nate? Do you think this is something that's gonna like, like expand into up. something larger?
2: Uh, I think potentially. I think you hit the nail on the head, and you know I think it really depends on what type of shopper you are because mm-hmm. you know like you said I'm I'm all about those experiences and context and storytelling and authenticity like we always talk about. And I think with something like e-commerce, particularly, like, on social media, you don't necessarily always get that. Um, and I think on, like, such a big scale, uh, such as, like, Instagram's trying to roll out, it might be a little bit harder to do those things. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess it depends because, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, I'm not that type of shopper who just buys something just because it's in front of me, you know. like um, And nothing wrong with that if you are, but that's just not how... I consume things. Um, How do
1: you guys use Instagram? Like, what is the primary purpose for why you use Instagram? Um,
0: to spy on my girlfriend?
2: <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> if that's it, then... No. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Like, no, 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 no. Um, I'm going mean, to say like, something loosely related to that, too. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. Like, what everybody else uses it for, I assume, just to... Kill time. Like, I'm not necessarily using it for some sort of purpose to, like, make some sort of platform for myself or, like, you know, be this person. or.
1: Okay, how about – I'll narrow the the question a little bit. If you could use it for only one function and only – and I'm going to say this in regards to – like, if you you just want to be a person that validates other people's um, photos, if you want to use Instagram to just – know about what's happening in the city that you that you uh, you live in if you want to only know about it because you want to know about sneak releases what would you say like the primary purpose of instagram would be if you could only
2: choose one what would it be uh mine would probably be to oh, fuck that's hard uh <laughs> to know about what's going on like whether it's like in the city or what's going on with like my friends lives or you know just to be in the know um Sneaker releases, stuff like that, like product info, I could always get that from like a publication, yeah. which I still do sometimes, but you know, less and less these days. But I think for me, that's primarily what I use Instagram for is just to kind of keep up. What's with, going on around Yeah, you. what's going on around yeah. me. Um, yeah, I mean, it's so weird because like I haven't seen people in years and then we talk. Like we catch up one day and I'm like, yeah, I saw you did that. And it's like the perfect so context weird, right? yeah. <laughs> conversation starter. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I saw you did that. And that's, I think that's so weird. Oh, How'd you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even tell you yeah, yet. <laughs> exactly. No, um, I feel that. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I think that's what I use it for. What about for you, Mel? You me choose one thing.
0: Like, I also use it to keep up with what's new in the world, I guess. You know, I'm always sharing with you, like what's going on in like hypebeast or high snobity and yeah. stuff and like seeing all these new brands I use it mainly for inspiration for myself, you know, like now that we're doing the podcast more in depth, like it's helping me kind of figure out like where I want to take my style and like how I use Instagram, I guess, you know, I'm trying to be more personal with it. So I'm always like taking mental notes and like working off of that. So that's kind of what I use it for.
1: Yeah. I'd say like just to build off that, I think that's one of the reasons why or one of the things that I would say I would most prominently use with Instagram is I would use it as like a blueprint Mm -hmm. I think with there's certain people that I've followed from the sort of um, uprising of Instagram that following them from the day that they may have released their first t-shirt or you know had their first interview until this point and seeing you know the trajectory of their lives as a successful person I think is it provides representation for, for for myself because you could actually aspire to be someone that may not be on TV or may not be in the magazines or maybe notably famous for something that nobody else or the general population does not give a fuck about, you know? So like someone like, shit, I can't, there's too many to name, but I'll just say like for like your, okay, this is a very weird one, but like for your like weird skate park skater who doesn't, Is not socially active, doesn't talk to anybody, but just is like a really, really good skateboarder. If you document that, then you can become whoever, you can become the next, you know, professional superstar Mm -hmm. just off of your naturally God-given talents. And typically that, it doesn't work like that. Like you got to know the right people, you have to be in the right circles. Nowadays, you just post a video, post a photo, and you can be someone. And I think that's the part that I've always liked about Instagram is because you can see other people doing shit that you eventually want to be doing mm-hmm. and just take notes. And then I think that that's always been like the coolest part and sort of getting into that conversation about representation. Um, and the overall main conversation that we want to get into in today's episode is that funny enough on Instagram, uh, a photo or video had uh, had leaked from a off-white i don't know why they're having a christmas party in april it makes no fucking sense but if you're that busy i get it (laughs) um but but essentially uh virgil has his holiday christmas party in april and a photo or video (laughs) leaked out of his entire um his entire team he says a hashtag off-white team or something like that i don't think he would use that hashtag but it's something along the lines of that that he used and there's a bit of a of, of a backlash in regards to sort of the footage or the or the photo that that had leaked out, and sort of highlighting that there was nobody of color in the that were being represented on his quote unquote off white team. Um, a little bit of context before we sort of get into you know the the the, the reason why there's a, there's this out out la- or backlash. Sorry, is that you know this is a a team in Milan. This is the local team in Milan. Um, that still is not like a good enough answer to why there's no uh, color color uh, representation. Um, but let's sort of get into this issue in discussing, you know, diversity, right? Um, especially w- within like Virgil and Off-White, like there, with this backlash that's now being circulated as this larger topic and something that we're actually talking about now. Do you think there's a, rep- there's a need for representation within the world of streetwear? I think this is a sort of like a, a given answer, but I kind of want to see like what you guys think.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about this, I don't know how many episodes ago, maybe like three or four episodes ago. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I think growing up, like, as like a Filipino kid, there wasn't, m- there weren't many people in the street war world that were Filipino or like that looked like us or like, yeah. you know, like I thought I, Bobby I, hundreds was one for a second. And then I was like, there goes one Shit, of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to cross him off the list. Um. But yeah, I think like growing up, like when you were younger, especially, um, there wasn't much representation, you know, like you had, you had, you had white kids, you had black kids, and then maybe like a few Latino kids, like mm-hmm. handful. handful. Um, but I think like, you know, in any industry, like there's, there's always a need for representation, um, no matter if it's streetwear or, you Now know. more than ever. Yeah, yeah. And I think like streetwear is one of those, it's one of those cultures that it can and is like pretty inclusive, I feel like, you know, because yeah. I think initially like we always talked about Shrewar was, you know, sort of this thing for people who didn't, who lived on sort of the margins of like society, you yeah. know, um, and it kind of like opened up doors for those people. So I, I kind think
1: of think of like our community to be like that movie Kids. Yeah. Like exactly like that. Yeah. Except all without all the life. AIDS. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all walks of life in sort of every... Every sort of person of color. Um, uh, AIDS is no joke, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the disclaimer? Yeah. <laughs> you just kept it at that. <laughs> Sorry. Mel, Mel, what do you think?
0: Um, I think representation in anything you do is always important. You know, <clears throat> like just growing up in this generation, I guess, it's like you need to see that. It's, o- it's always good to just see other people that look like you making it big. It's a reminder that, like, we can do it. Like, us simple folk can do that one day. And... Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I feel like, you know, with Virgil, we kind of put him on that pedestal of, okay, because you're in this space and who you are and who you know, you have to be that ambassador for streetwear to show that you are representing us properly and i don't think he realizes that as himself that that people put him on that pedestal so as a consumer like there's backlash because we want to see him do great things and we want to see him bring other people on who are kind of the underdog but for him he's a designer he's kind of like in his own world he doesn't really look onto that and that's, I think, where the bigger conversation is.
1: Yeah, and I think you bring up a good, like, sort of uh, transitioning point into into the conversation because, you know, the first sort of understanding when seeing a picture like this, you say like, "Oh, is if that's the off-white party, then why are they all white?" You know what I mean? It's very like, on-brand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all white with the little dash in between and the quotation marks, but. Virgil, I mean, and this is sort of an understanding for a lot of people who don't understand who Virgil is or his sort of background and, and where he comes from and what he's done for not only the the colored community or the black community, but just people of all walks of life, you know? Um, I mean, just to name a few people that he's actually, like, I even, I'm going to say put on, because yeah. essentially he's put on, like a Samuel Ross, right? Samuel Ross, the Coldwall, Wall. There's uh, Heron Preston of Preston, <laughs> um, uh, I forget I, I forget his name off the top of my head, but I think it's Tremaine, Emery, Emery. and uh, I think if I'm pronouncing it correctly, also it's Aside, a, a yeah, No Vacancy, in like that. They they all do amazing work, and it all sort of came off of the or yeah came from the platform that Virgil has provided them in terms of giving them collaborations or um, I think what did what did Heron Preston and Samuel Ross do they were they weren't they were just designers for Off-White formally?
2: yeah um, and then i think they worked at Donda which i think is uh well Kanye's creative agency so they did that for like a little bit um, it's funny cuz like coincidentally i listened to that uh, Business of Hype podcast episode with Samuel Ross this yeah. morning and um, it just so happened that you know coincidentally we're talking about this whole virtual inclusivity thing but um you know going back to the topic i think that it's I wouldn't say unfair but I think people put a lot of weight on Virgil being like the creative director of menswear for Louis Vuitton you know that you know breaking down that barrier like super crucial very very like it trickles down to everything yeah yeah. it's very like it's a very like big moment so I think him sort of doing that there's a lot of pressure on him to do more Mm -hmm. but I think like we need to ask we need to ask that same question of, you know, other designers and other fashion houses, not just Virgil, because he, you know, is creative director of like Louis Vuitton, like yeah. word now, you know. Um I think there's a lot more that needs to be done in terms of like inclusivity and representation, uh, not just with within off white, but I think within just like the streetwear fashion industry is like just a whole. in general. Yeah, yeah, just in general. Um I don't know. I, I think that like I felt like it was like the backlash was a little harsh. It's a reach. Yeah, right? I just, I thought that it was, I thought it was a bit of a reach. Like, like you mentioned, knowing that Virgil's put on like all these other different people, Samuel Ross, like you said, Heron Preston, like all these people. um, And yeah, I just think that, I don't know. It's, it's, I I don't think the responsibility solely lies on his shoulders. I think, you know, even within like, like shit that we do or, you know, like, Mm -hmm because social media
1: in general is just so fucking stupid like it's like tunnel vision the entire time you know what i mean like you could see the fucking light at the end of the hall but you don't see all the all the fucking context on the side like there it's it's like yeah like being in a museum and just looking straight you know what i mean and not knowing like that this artist has an entire body of work that you just don't simply know anything about and obviously we can't sort of Buy into trolls and shit like that, but for some reason, social media decided to pick this up. They make this a conversational topic, which is a good one in terms of having that conversation about representation in general because it is important. Mm-hmm. But I guess when it does come to Virgil, and and I want to bring this to, to the larger sort of range of of streetwear designers in, in uh or fashion designers, but you know when it comes to even celebrities, there's always this question of you know, you have this responsibility, you know, but they, is that, do we have, do they have to have that responsibility, is, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Do they have to be that person that is a positive role model, a, um, a, a lookalike of a kid that could essentially be that when they grow up? Is that something that's, that's, that's sort of just put upon somebody or is that something that sort of comes with the territory?
2: I think like if you aspire to be that person, that's great. Um, do I necessarily think that everyone? I don't. Do I necessarily think that everybody has to aspire to be that person? That's a tough question. Should like, that
1: person have to mold who they are, and 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 create a an, an like almost like an alter ego just to satisfy that of people that look up
2: to them? That's like a really loaded question. I think that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think you know like we always talk about if you're going to be a role model i i still think that you have to do it genuinely if you're doing yeah. it just to be a role model um, it's fake yeah it's fake <laughs> you know like okay maybe but it's some it's also good yeah right that's what i'm saying it's like a really tough question because it's 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 like you're you're doing you're doing more harm than good, but also you're doing more good than harm at the same time. Yeah. So it's almost like yeah. being you know? the president. Sometimes. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're doing shitty things, but also doing really good things. So it's like, yeah. which, like, who are you? You
1: know, like mm-hmm. you know you're in the forefront of like everyone sees you, so yeah. you have to be a certain way. Yeah. But as the president, it's it's almost like a double weight in your shoulders to be this even more highly regarded person and like wear this larger, you know, cape of excellence and like sort of walk on your your in your, in your high heels and sort of... You know, wait, what? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, there's like a wait, particular wait, phrase wait, I was trying to get out with that. You know, you're I'm high bad horse. with references. <laughs> yeah, your high horse. all right You know, I'm bad with fucking references. Uh, we should make a whole like compilation tape of all my terrible <laughs> references. But yeah,
2: I mean... Yeah, what were
1: we, you doing in Atlanta these past days? Nothing, don't worry days. about it. Um, but yeah, I feel like there is a social responsibility that anybody with fame, anybody with, you know, a little bit of clout has to... I feel like has to abstain from or else it makes you fake, you know, like you almost have to be genuine in what you do and being genuine as a human sometimes means that you're going to fuck up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The way, the way, like you brought that up and the high heel. No, no, no. no. (laughs) For some reason, like the first example that came into my head was like a little pump. <laughs> I have no like, idea why? Why.
1: What did a little bump have to do about a time like this? I
2: have, I have no idea why that was the first example that I thought of, but you know, like Yeah, pivot out of that. Yeah. <laughs> Let me build this out a little bit. Alright, go ahead. Um but you know, like obviously he's in the limelight. Like he's this I wouldn't say to me he's not like the fucking like Harvard dropout. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like I don't hold him on this like huge pedestal, but there are kids out there that do, you know, and he talks about like fucking first thing he does when he wakes up is like Papa Zan and like double cub lean. (laughs) And you know, like does that make me necessarily hate him as a person? I don't think so. Do I judge his character a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Do I think as an artist, he has like a social responsibility to be a good role model? That's like, that's a whole nother question entirely because it's like, well, his whole, you know, like his whole stardom was based on like this persona of being a little pump. Do you think it depends on the position
1: then? I think, I
2: think. Like if I'm a rapper, I don't feel like I have to be socially responsible in like teaching somebody how to be like a good person. I think. I think there's a certain threshold. It's like, you can be so shitty, but just up to a certain point, you know? As a, like ra- As a rapper? Yeah, as a rapper. <laughs> yeah. like, the threshold's different There are everyone. certain things that are, like, you know, objectively bad, you know? Like, you can't... If you're a politician, maybe. No, but, like, okay, let's say you're a rapper. Like, okay. there's certain things... Like, there are things that are universally frowned upon, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. We Agreed. can all agree on that. Agreed. Um, so, I think if you're anybody, there's, like, that certain threshold for, like how much bad shit you can do. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think I think in today's world it's almost less of being a good role model and more about not being a bad role model. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's
1: true. I agree with
2: that. Yeah. It's, it's like I'd rather just I it's like you don't have to overextend yourself
1: Yeah, like being like overly good, but it, as long as you're not fucking up. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. not exactly. on everybody's shit list. Like I
2: don't I don't have to be fucking Superman, but if I'm like normal man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: Like you're that's good cool, to yeah, right. Like
2: that's perfect. Just wearing khakis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like I don't know. God, this is turning it's into good one of those good episodes.
0: Point.
1: But I know I, I get I get exactly what you're saying, and and I think it's always going to be that sort of dichotomy when it comes to famous people because you know you have talents, you have skill, you have attributes that are you know highly regarded. They're lucrative, and people want you to essentially be famous and you're not asking to be famous right you want to be able to i would assume most famous people most rich people just want to be able to support themselves as well as their families i think that's kind of like a general we're all in general agreement with that but Mm -hmm. there is that extra added thing that you know when you read through the contract and you just forget that that's a part of the whole gist that not a lot of people want to sign up for uh you ask i'd say like a good majority of people, you choose fame over money and you kind of want the money, right? Yeah, yeah. Clout's True. cool and all, but if you can't, you know, make money or uh, if your clout's not lucrative, then it's essentially not really clout, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess, I guess kind of where I, I want to go with this and we'll kind of like wrap this up is, I guess with Virgil and sort of my two cents and you guys can provide your two cents after, I, I don't think Virgil has to be the guy. You know, there's so many other people that are doing amazing things in this in the same industry. I think that you know, as a designer, as someone that owns a you know one of the most highly regarded streetwear brands and works for the the biggest fashion house in you know the world, just do that. You know, like if you do that in a great way and you make great shit and you you know you're wholeheartedly behind it and and the things that you do are wholesome, then. People are gonna attract that. Like anything else, would be considered extra because he's always been the guy in the background. He's never been the forefront. He's never needed to be. He's just been the creative dude. And most creative people, I would say, like they don't really think more outside the lines of other than designing. Yeah, Yeah. and that's kind of like kind of what I
2: think. I think like like you said, I don't think you need to. Be, I don't think you need to do anything extra to be a good role model. You can be a good role model just doing what you already do, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I said, as long as you're not fucking up, yeah, like, you yeah. know, you can still be a good role model. Just being, you know, like, doing whatever it is that you do and not doing something shitty, yeah. you know? Like yeah. that. It's It's not, like, it's not glamorous. It's not, you know, you're not going to be put up on a pedestal for it, but some kid out there like that that could still be a good example for them you know do i want follow.
1: him to hire like an entirely like f- like 100 of his employees to be like african-american like if you're in that like perfect world like you would assume he would have already done that already yeah. you know what i mean but that's not it's not realistic i mean of course that could happen i'm not saying that you have to discount that chance for me ever happening but let's be realistic here I, of course like he represents and he he he's built a platform for a lot of colored people to create a larger platform for themselves and that should be cool you know like let's appreciate that that's even happened to begin with because there's a lot of designers out here that haven't done shit for anybody yeah exactly let's yeah Yeah. (laughs) let's give virgil less of a hard time yeah we love you
0: i definitely agree (laughs) you know like what you said ryan you know like he's a creator just create like me like, no about oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Sorry. on your
0: point anyway oh, yeah. but yeah it's like <laughs> if you're doing good stuff and you're putting out quality work keep doing that like your your work and your I guess your fame will follow that. There's always going to be backlash, but Virgil never lets it get to him. He does whatever he wants, and that's why we still fuck with him, you know? Like, he's authentic. Like, yeah, he'll rip off designs, but he wants to do that. He chooses to (laughs) do that. Different (laughs) topic, different topic. (laughs) I know, anyway. But yeah, it's like, kind of like Kanye in in that sense. You know, like, they kind of both do whatever they want, and people like how different they think and how bold they are. So, of course, they're going to follow them. Like, He's not in charge of the hiring process. Like, who cares, honestly? His work is still great, so let's just appreciate his work for what it is now, and then maybe in the future, like, hope that he'll improve it by adding more diversity.
1: Yeah, we know his resume, and I think that's kind of what everybody has to sort of, you know, uh, look back on to to understand, like, the sort of context. It's all about context, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, We could see his social media, Instagram posts, and freak the fuck out, but if you kind of know the larger story behind it, then you'll kind of understand why things are the way that they are. So on that note, that's a great way to end it. I think that was the most structured episode that I I feel like we've ever done. So shout out to you guys for being um, great. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) That is episode 86. I appreciate you guys listening today. Uh, Be sure to follow us at no chance radio on all social platforms. Come out to our events. Come have fun with us. We'd love to meet you in person. And on that note, we will catch you next week. Peace. Later.
0: Bye.